And I'm also very open to God being um, not black and white. You know, like there, there are truths that I believe in 100%, but what I've come to know is, is that he's big and he's beautiful and he's nuanced and he brings so much color and life to things and mystery. And mystery can be a really beautiful thing that can actually increase your faith as opposed to limit it. Um, and I think back to your point earlier, that's not what we want. We want everything in a, in a bow tied up. So it's me versus them. So it's us, our way, or where you're going to hell. Almost 20 years ago, our paths crossed in the sneaker world. And since then, we have been on a professional and personal journey together. We made a lot of mistakes and had a lot of fun, and even a few wins along the way. Our goal is to share our experiences and insights so you don't have to make some of the same errors that we did. And in addition, we want to help you begin to think about things a little different. So join us as we unpack our unsolicited and sometimes polarizing views on business, faith, and family with questions that make you want to unfollow. What's up, AP? We are back. Episode 4 and I actually think the last couple have been our best episodes yet. Uh, you might be slightly biased, but I know I agree. I, I think uh, as we've been talking, right, just that ability to share, you know, emotions and kind of share our, our journey has been great. And I, I even listen back. I mean, this might sound weird. It's like looking at your a picture of yourself saying, man, I'm good looking. But I listen back to our podcast to learn from what our discussion was, because for audience doesn't know, like we, you know, we kind of plan out, hey, what we're going to the theme high level, but our conversations aren't very scripted yeah. at all. So this is kind of yeah. us just kind of, you know, some friends catching up and kind of sharing where we are. So yeah, this is very much a stream of consciousness as well. So sometimes I don't remember what we talked about in terms of like, oh, well, that was valuable. And so, yeah, any nuggets or, uh, or, you know, it's, it's grace and all the good stuff comes from me, of course. I, I've, I've heard that from several sources. So just saying your mom and your wife do not count as sources <laughs> dang it you had to call me out like that hey real quick what have people asked you about in these last couple of episodes no most have been more congratulatory in terms of hey i appreciate what you guys are talking about i think yeah you know when we started unfollow you know over a year ago you know our original kind of mission was to dig into some of the things that we need to let go and some of the failures yeah. we had and to be transparent. And I think most of the feedback I've gotten or the questions are about, hey, hey I appreciate that. Talk about that. Because, yeah. you know, most people aren't in a position to really share at that level, uh, not yeah. publicly. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, I've gotten questions on money as well. Um, so I think one of our upcoming episodes, just we might dig into, let's talk about the financial kind yeah. of composition of like, you know, how's that look like? Like specifics on like, you know, what platform yeah. do you use for this? Mm-hmm. Which, how do you invest in this? How do you actually pay a bill? And like, yeah. how do you plan this? I, I've gotten a ton of questions about the financial realities of where we are, but yeah. also appreciation for the transparency. Yeah, that's good. I can't wait yeah. to hear some of your perspective on that because I think you and I have a very similar opinion on personal debt. But I yeah. think we may have a very different opinion on business debt. And so that should be yeah. pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't step into your like balance sheet at all. I, I would. Yeah, I'd go crazy. Like it'd be. Yeah. Not. not yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's very I spent different. my morning yeah, paying bills this morning on our um, development and construction company. And I'm looking at the numbers and, you know, 
we signed off on $1.8 million yesterday. And to some people, that's not a big project. To some people, yeah. that's a huge project, right? So we're somewhere in the middle right now. And um, if I'm honest with you, like there are times when I forget where we came from, where $35,000 was a big project. Yeah. Um, but then I also meet on a weekly basis with guys who, you know, their projects are five or $6 million at a starting point, acquisition cost, right? And so, you know, it's all zeros. It's all yeah. zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I love it. I love it. All right. So this episode, you wanted to go into faith and I think kind of building off of what you just said about things that are conversationally transparent, maybe we're more open about than we were in the past. I think this is something that you have specifically wanted to lean into. So like, I want to give you kind of the lead on this and let you take a run with it and I'll fill in some of the the blanks or add some color. Yeah, it's great. I think, you know, um, there's a topic that I'm becoming more appreciative of, I think, during this time of, you know, call it my sabbatical of solitude, this time of kind of some stillness, you know, uh, step out of the rat race. And, you know, it's like, especially for men, you know, we don't talk about wholeness and healing a lot. And mm. I think most of the times when we talk about our faith journey, oftentimes it's through the lens of theology, what I know, uh, authority, mm. like my hierarchy, you know, what's my role in the organization. Uh, we almost take, what we do well corporately or organizationally. And we apply that to some of, you know, our, our faith journey and, you know, throughout scripture uh, and throughout the life of Jesus uh, captured in the gospel, you know, we see this, we see this cycle of, of healing, of yeah. restoration of um, things that we just don't talk about as dudes, but, you know, we don't really share that. So, yeah, I, I think I wanted to just have a candid conversation, man, about, you know, healing and, and faith and like, what does that look like practically? Um, yeah. You know, we're all in the middle still of a global pandemic, you know, yeah. over, you know, I think latest is what four and a half million deaths. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're surrounded by uncertainty. Uh, there are jobs yeah. that are never coming back every week, right? Whether it's Afghanistan, it's Haiti, it's yeah. right here in our own communities. We're surrounded by things that seem insurmountable. And a lot of us yeah. are just having, um, almost like bad news fatigue, like, yeah, you know, and, and so we're trying to keep going, but you know, and one of the questions I got from a, a brother just probably like three months ago, and this is what triggered this idea for this podcast was he sat down, you know, and was like, dude, what, what's your emotional and mental well being regimen? Like, what are you doing to stay emotionally fit and heal yourself? Yeah. And he, I think I made up an answer in, in the interim, but I was like, I guess I do those things, but man, like kind of blew my mind. And so, you yeah. know, so yeah, let, I want to talk about, it. let's talk about faith. Like what does faith mean to us? Like practically, but then I want to, you know, let's talk about kind of where you are, where, where I'm at and kind of how, you know, this last two years has been tough. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. some battle scars and some arrows we're still trying to take out, yeah. but yeah. you know, it's also probably changed how we think about, how we'll lead our definition of church, our definition of, of, um, you know, of, of, of service and faith has probably been tested, but also, you know, yeah. I think, um, changed in some very real ways. Have you been able to separate yourself, separate specifically your faith from some of the cultural upheaval, some of the upheaval from COVID, some of the upheaval from like change in social dynamics, like, have you separated your faith from those things 
And I would ask you, has your faith kept you moving through those things? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think I'd like to say yes. I'd like to say my faith has been kind of an anchor so that no matter what's happening on the surface or an atmosphere that I've stayed anchored to, you know, a belief system, a belief in a, in yeah. a real God yeah. in a relationship um, as well. But I guess as I'm learning and maturing, you know, I, I think my faith has definitely been tested. There, there are days of, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to God. Like I don't want to yeah. hear from yeah. God or I, you know, or I want justice or I want, you yeah. know, I want retribution for something that's going on yeah. in, in the world, you know, and, you know, I, I've, when I sat down and think about, okay, what is faith to me, right? Faith is just confidence in what I can't see, I can't know, I can't do, I can't mm -hmm. understand it. And so faith for me always keeps me in a position where I'm dependent. And so I say most of what I've done over the past year, year and a half has been trying to be independent of mm. God or independent of an organization or a human being, et cetera. And so I say, I think my faith is probably probably kept me away from some areas where I didn't want to give things to, to God. I, I kind of wanted to hoard them for myself out of my mm -hmm. own in, independence. And so, yeah, I, I think I've struggled, I think with a real faith, not the faith of like, I'm telling you a Bible scripture, I'm doing yeah. church, the faith of yeah. like, how am I actually spending time with God and how's that show up and how I treat other people. And as you yep. see other people who use the word Christian do other things that are decidedly non-Christian, it makes you want to know, like, our, is our faith the same? And, yeah. you know, it reinforces yeah. my devotion to God, but it also reinforces that some areas where I probably need to separate from, mm -hmm. you know, church with a lowercase c, like the church and where I, I we are not the same. So, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of been a winding road. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I get angry easily based on my Enneagram type. You wouldn't know that about me as an eight, right? Like anger is the first thing I go to. And so it really is a struggle sometimes for your faith and anger to intersect. Yeah. You know, I feel like faith is this calming thing for me where my belief, my faith gives me hope. It gives me optimism. You know, it's almost like the entrepreneurial side of my spirit, if that makes sense. That's good. Yeah. But when I see and feel and experience so much of what's happening in our world in these last two years, I find myself quickly moving to anger and that's not necessarily the healthiest spot to be in. Right. And so I think for me, my faith has helped to recenter me. It's in these moments where I know almost with like a third eye that I am off kilter. Like I am leaning far too much into either my own strength or my own anger or my own human response that I have to find that time to meditate, to pray, to come back to, okay, what is my purpose here? What are we really doing? And then go back to having like that optimism and hope uh, about, you know, not only what bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth looks like, but also just like tomorrow, right? Like, okay, it's yeah. good. tomorrow will be yeah. better. Tomorrow will be better. Um, in the church that I grew up in, it was a lot about evacuating, right? Like it was a lot about like, yo, this life sucks, but one day it's going to be better and we're all going to get yeah. to heaven. Jesus yeah. come quick. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. We used to have these like watch night services, you know? And I think I had this baggage of, man, God is going to come back before I get to do X. 
you know, insert whatever that was, right? Like, don't come back before you get married. Don't come back before I get to see this or do that or whatever. And so I think I've always kind of had this built-in fearful baggage of uh, Christ's return because I didn't necessarily know how to read the scriptures correctly. And I also didn't have anybody helping me to interpret them correctly. And so now, you know, as a 41-year-old adult, I'm responsible for that. And as I read the word, I find very different words in those same scriptures, right? As interpreted through the correct lens. And so I'm not afraid of God's return tomorrow in the same way, right? Like my job is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And I think that has informed my behavior. And in those moments where I get angry, in those moments where I cannot look past what's happening today, I say to myself, like, hey, your job is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, right? Thy will be done yeah. on earth as it is in heaven. And so in that, I have hope for the next day. In that, I have hope for the next, you know, project or the next person that I meet, <laughs> you know, because I think it's been so easy to lose hope in the last two years. So It's good. Yeah, I mean, if I'm being honest, <clears throat> I'm probably like you where, I get angry, I get upset, and I probably, you know, I probably respond to people in ways that, hey, is that the way you, you know, yeah. you believe what you believe, then yeah. your behavior would reflect something. But, you know, I think what I'm learning is that I think an appreciation for, like, you know, faith isn't like a single file line, like, hey, here's this one way to think and act about God. Like, faith is reason and intuition. Faith can be science, it's creativity, it's art. Like, yeah the way God operates is so much bigger than what my, you know, little, you know, human brain can conceive. Yeah. And so all the time, the things that I demonstrate my faith with, they undermine my actual faith. You know, I, I want to be right. Yeah. I want to be in control. Like, Hey, here's the law. Here's the rule. You're doing it wrong. I'm doing it right. Right. I want to be mm -hmm. strong. I only perceived as the guy that has the answers. Uh, I want clarity. I want pre-assurance. You know, I, mm -hmm. I want a biblical answer for things that, you know, don't aren't really addressed in the Bible. They don't have much cultural context, right? And or hey, there's not just one way to think about this. And so, you know, I think I'm learning faith for me. This journey has been learning to let go of certainty and be okay mm -hmm. with it mm -hmm. and be okay challenging my own convictions. You know, it's like I don't own faith. Um, I don't own the sky above my house. Like I own my house. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But so it's like it can move, it can grow, it can form. And it's okay if somebody looks at it and sees a different shape in the cloud above my house. And I'm, a, I'm not defensive about, well, your version of faith is so different from mine. Let's, let's argue. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, I, I, I can love you. And so, yeah, I, I think for me that faith journey has, has been part of that, of that evolving you know, way of how God sees me, but how I, I see God. And, you know, I, I think I want to ask you, like, before we talk about kind of healing, you know, so faith kind of what is our definition, but it's cut to you, Daryl, man, how, like, how's your heart? How's your, how's your like spiritual, emotional fuel tank, man? Like, how the heck are you doing? Man, how's your heart? That is such a church question of you. <laughs> this is church, Either your man, professional right here. Yeah, I was gonna say either you're a professional counselor or you're the leader of my youth group. I can't tell which one it is. <laughs> Half um, of both. How's my heart? Right. Um, I think C.S. Lewis 
would describe heart as chest, right? Mm -hmm. I think in the abolition of man, um, he describes uh, men without a chest. And what that means is men without a soul or men without heart. Um, So I would tell you that my spirit in this moment is joyful again, right? In in this moment, my spirit is, uh, it's happy, it's, it's light, you know? But man, for the last probably two years, it, it has been a challenge to stay in that spot, right? You know, between Johanna battling cancer, um, in between all of the things that we've had to handle just as parents. Um, then on top of that, you factor in people's behavior around us, whether that's family or people that have been friends. Um, and then factor into all of that, you know, the behavior even within my own church, and things that have happened there. And so I would tell you that it's been hard to be um, light, if that makes sense, like free and light, as Christ speaks about in Matthew. Um, but I will tell you that on the other side of it, and I do, I do feel light. I do feel good. I would tell you that my faith is probably more rounded. And by that, I mean, like, mm. it's not square. It's not a box. So if you yeah. are a visual learner like me, you can imagine a square with rounded edges instead, you know something that doesn't cut you or others, something that's easy to climb on, something that's easy to build on, you know, whereas um, it's not like stepping on a sharp Lego anymore. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, my faith feels good. My faith feels like it informs my decision-making on a daily basis. We talked about that last week on how, you know, I feel like I heard the word about um, making sure all those around me have what they need. Like that, all of that's informed by my faith. And my faith still is that there is a loving God that created me and I was good at creation. I wasn't evil at creation and um, that his son Christ has a very specific um, way that we're supposed to live. And it is very nuanced. It's always a third way, right? It's always this way of looking at things and, and viewing them or, or acting differently than either empire would have us do like, you know, or money would have us do. Um, And so what I would say today is that my faith feels real. It feels like mine. There's a a Hindu thought that says for you to find healing, you have to come back to your faith of origin. And it's this idea that like wherever you started and maybe there was harm that happened along your path, you have to go back to that and find healing in that before you can be made whole again. And so I would say for me in the last two years, it's really just about going back and kind of repairing some of those things that have been damaged or hurt. Maybe that I was angry about and then just kind of moving forward. And, um, you know, Proverbs says that a a man that lets an offense roll off of him is wise. (laughs) So I think that's probably been the best way to describe my last two years. I haven't mastered that one at all yet. Uh, like, I'm trying at least to get, get an awareness of it. But yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I found uh, I can just shut down my social media. I took Twitter and Facebook off my phone. So ho- hopefully I, I'll be a little better. Uh, that's not in Proverbs. Maybe there is, hey, delete apps on thy phone <laughs> to uh, <laughs> yeah. increase peace. <laughs> yeah. What about you, man? Where Where's your faith at right now? You know, I, two, two words have really been on my probably, you know, my head for the past few months has been kind of grief and gratitude. Mm. Uh, 
grief, man, I, I've been to way too many funerals over the past year. I've yeah. had way too many uh, mm. co-workers pass away. Um, some expected, some not. Yeah. Uh, man, I was at a funeral a week ago from a, a dear friend I went to college with. Um, her father passed away almost a year Mm. right after um her brother passed away and mm. you know, i've been another one of my high school buddies his brother died from covid um my aunt died in february and so mm-hmm. it's like you know and all these all this stuff you feel this grief you feel this loss of yeah. relationship right there's a person there that you know you won't interact with and oftentimes because of the last few funerals i've been to there aren't people i know i'm there to support someone mm-hmm. and so Gosh, being kind of a witness to, you know, you see the love a family had and, you know, you can kind of project, you know, well, what's it going to be like when I'm, you know, yeah. in that casket, you know, so that, that's part there's grief there. But I found beauty in the grief, you know, in mm. terms of like grief means that you know there was something worth missing. There's there was something there that mattered. Um, you know, you don't remember things that don't matter. Right. You, you wouldn't have a yeah. funeral for a person there wouldn't be a ceremony for something didn't matter so kind of learning Mm. not to run from it but to know that that's the reality but then i think i think they're kind of it's the seesaw of like grief and loss also makes you so grateful for like your family another day your health like so yeah so i hold those tight you know so i I think part of that kind of roller coaster for me for at least the past couple months has been like and I'm so grateful. Uh, but I also know that, yeah. you know, that that loss is always there and that, you know, God can be good through both of those. And yeah. even as we we're in this season of languish, we're like pandemic still raging. People yeah. are still passing away. And, you know, I, I think, you know, it's probably earlier this year. Um, I was in a funky spot, man. COVID kicked my butt just from, you know, all the stuff that's going on, loss, mm-hmm. job, like uncertainty in terms of, do I want to stay? Do I want to go? Opportunities, uh, just trying to make sure my kids are safe and healthy. Yeah. I remember, you know, uh, this um, therapist, I came across a video online, the therapist said, um, you know, thoughts are not truth until truth becomes thoughts. Mm. Thoughts are not truth until truth becomes thoughts. Mm. And then she asked, like, what are the things that, you're rehearsing that somebody told you that aren't true. Yeah. And yeah. I just made a list of like all these things that I, who told me that? Or why do I assume I need to do that now? Or why? Like, it was like, yeah. I don't know if I like, I've adopted so many expectations or created my own strings um, that I've attached my worth to. And so for me, it was just that kind of this scrubbing process of like, man, what thoughts am I holding on to that aren't true? And really just going back to, you know, what did Jesus say about this? What, what is the Bible like going back to really the foundations of, of really hmm. what do I believe and why? And just, mm-hmm. just simplifying. Right. And so you can fast forward a few few months later and you see me now, like, because <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm not employed by a corporation. Um, you know, I've gotten feedback. I don't know if it's criticism or, or you know, critique on, hey, how involved are you? And, in, you know, what would be the formal church and. You know, and, you know, I think everyone might have an expectation of what I should or shouldn't be doing at the end of the day. Like, I think where my faith journey has led me is that, you know, my heart is becoming just like centered on like, you know, this wholeness time with your family and just trying to just, you know, let the things I can't control go. Because even when I was striving to control them, it didn't work. So like, Mm -hmm. what makes me think 
that I, I, I'll ever have have that control. So yeah, grief, gratitude, and just kind of truth, man. That's that's been. Do you think you thing. can feel grief and gratitude at the exact same time? Oh, I think so. You know, I um, I think about my aunt Carol. She passed away earlier this year, and I remember you know sitting at her sitting at her funeral, um, and you're just sad, right? You're experiencing like all these emotions of loss and you're experiencing other people's loss. Right. So then you're right. sad about other people being sad. Um, um, and you have grief about other people's grief. And then, so those, you hold that grief so tight, you know, I think grief is the process of, of going through that, um, as well. But I always found at least for me, you know, fam funerals quickly turn into family reunions. We're like, that same hour or day, like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have you. Or even the funeral I was with last week, like, it was like this grief, but then they were grateful to be together and you see the yeah. love. So I, I think yeah. there is this kind of, you know, this parallel path of this yeah. extreme loss and sadness yeah. um, for an, an inevitability, but also this um, extreme contentment and this uh, compassion that we still get to be together um and I, I guess i gotta believe that's how god feels about us right it, it says like hmm. you know sin breaks his heart it, I, I gotta believe that he he grieves for us because he wants more or better for us when when things go wrong you know he, he has compassion his heart breaks when he sees things that are wrong but you yeah. know I, I i gotta believe that you know he sent his son as a solution for that to to kind of sit among us and, and with us so i think so but I don't know. <laughs> I, I went to a funeral um, at the end of the spring. A dear friend of mine lost his brother to a sudden heart attack at the age of 32. It's crazy. Oh. Like he, he yeah. passed away in just a few seconds. He was gone. And we basically shut down our life on a Saturday to go to this funeral. And I think that was the reminder for me is that funerals are a finality, right? Like funerals bring things to a close and, not only is this person like a super dear friend of mine, but it was just a reminder that like life shuts down for death. Like our lives, it didn't matter what we were doing that day. Not only as my friend, but also just as the fact that it's a funeral, like my life shuts down for this and I don't care about anything else. Like I'm here. Right. And it was one of those like movie type of funeral days where it was pouring the rain. We're standing out at the graveside with black umbrellas. Um, it's, it's not a happy ending to a story, right? Like yeah. where this, this young man has passed away suddenly. And it was just a really vivid reminder to me, man, that like life is really, really short. And obviously we're on the back end of, you know, Johanna facing down cancer, uh, Emmanuel's birth, um, which was a choice, like all of these things. It just, I don't know. It just gave me this visual picture of, man, death is it's such a final thing for us as human beings, but I know, and I believe that our souls have an existence after this. And so it really brought into like adult questioning of like, well, what is heaven? Like, what do you believe about heaven? What do you believe about hell? What do you believe about afterlife at yeah. 41? Right? Like these questions that like came all back up again. And so I've probably spent the last six months kind of even revisiting some of that, like that funeral and that death have caused me to go back and kind of revisit 
to your point, my faith, my belief, what is my belief about my afterlife? Um, you know, cause I grew up in a Christian tradition that it was black and white. It wasn't really questioned what it was. Right. And so now like I've went back and kind of restudied that for myself and it's just been to your point healing, but also like it's mine. I own that. That's what I believe now. Yeah. Have you had anything, you know, I think happen that you want to share, right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have after hours podcast, but like, you know, like, gosh, like, what do you think you could be healing from, right? Like, what, what are those scars or scabs where, you know what, yeah. like, it ain't work out and there ain't no pretty yeah. bow on this thing. Yeah, like, I'll give you the 50,000 foot version. Uh, I stepped down as an elder from our church in February. Um, and we stepped away from our church at the same time. Um, it wasn't an easy decision, but it was an easy decision, if that makes sense. Um, and it came on the heels of going through cancer with Joe for 18 months and COVID and all that kind of stuff. So it all kind of gets lumped together. And there was a lot of hurt there, right? There were lies told. Um, people were uh, positioned or manipulated. Um, basically, like I had questioned some things earlier in the year about our behaviors at church. And um, it was said that that wasn't a catalyst. But in the end, you know, I didn't see certain people in my house for 18 months during COVID, during cancer. Um, and then my faith was questioned. And it, it really brought a lot of things into light, right? Where if leadership within my church was questioning my faith after watching me walk through um, what we had to face down in the last 18 months, right? Uh, that they clearly were not around or available, you know, as we went through that struggle and then to lie and try to manipulate us. Like I said, nah, we're good. And then I also watched our behavior, you know, as a, as a congregation during that period. And it wasn't okay. There was leadership behavior that wasn't okay during that. And, you know, I kind of brought that to light. And so without going into too many of the messy details, I just said after 20 years, like this isn't the place for us after 20 years of volunteering, after 20 years of giving our finances and our time, never taking a dime from the church, we just said, hey, this isn't the right space for us. So we have been doing church at home. We've been um, trying to tell our kids, like, hey, there's lessons to be learned here. Um, I've been reading on my own and kind of surrounding myself with guys who um, continue to push and sharpen, right? So I'm not floating out there on an island by myself. Um, and, and we've got to pick a spot here in the next, you know, season of life at some point, right. That we feel like operates like the local church should. Um, but yeah, like it's, it's not necessarily been a fun, a fun thing to go through. Uh, but it is, has been a good thing for me to go through as a healthy adult that's been through, um, a lot of change and, and you'd say trauma, because I think I'm very clear headed about what is okay and what's not okay. And I'm also very open to God being um, not black and white. You know, like yeah. there, there are truths that I believe in 100%, but I also don't believe that we can take a look at the scripture and say, okay, here is a God that allegedly created the world in seven days. And we absolutely know everything there is to know about him. And here's the right answers for these things, right? <laughs> what, what I've come to know is, is that he's big and he's beautiful and he's nuanced and he brings so much color and life to things and mystery and mystery can be a really beautiful thing that can actually increase your faith as opposed to limit it. Um, 
And I think back to your point earlier, that's not what we want. We want everything in a, in a bow tied up. So it's me versus them. So it's us our way or you're going to hell. And so, yeah, man, it's been a a wild ride in the last year uh, on our, you know, in our church faith, you know, community kind of thing. But I would say at the end of it, we're doing great and we're moving forward and we're, we're still growing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I I think um, that healing journey, you know, it's like healing isn't linear, right? There's like, it's this, you know, it's, it's just, this kind of this journey. It's like things you know now and things you didn't know and kind of, sometimes that gets messy. Sometimes healing is a collision with truth, but sometimes it's just this process of waiting and kind of going through some of those things uh, together. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I talked in the last couple of episodes about leaving your job. Well, yeah. You know, that is a very different type of leaving. And I don't necessarily have anything inspirational to give you other than like, it's just a different kind of leaving. And I, I don't have the right answer for it, but I just know it's a different type of leaving. Yeah. Um, and I think Henry cloud and necessary endings says there's a difference in divorce and graduation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so I have looked, I have looked at this season as a season of graduation. Uh, right. It's good, man. Yeah, it's good. It's been good. Well, in the fall, we're getting ready to start up some community again. Like in the fall, we're getting ready to start up some discussion groups um, about the word. Um, we're diving into some topics that are uncomfortable for people. Uh, Johanna has been a part of Johanna has been a part of an ongoing community group of people who have kind of went through some similar things that we have within our own community. And so they kind of have a shared um support system, if that makes sense. And also yeah. like are willing to tackle some of those uncomfortable conversations that the quote unquote traditional evangelical church in the South has not been, been willing to tackle or care for people quite frankly. So um, yeah, man, it's going to be good for us moving forward. It's forced us to do that, but I hope for our children too. It's good moving forward as well. Yeah, it's good. You know, I think one of the biggest concerns for me moving forward was like, oh, well, what about our kids and where are they going to go for children's programming and all that kind of stuff? Well, a big part of that falls to me. And a big part of that falls to like, how do we inform them and teach them in the ways that they treat people and the way that they care for people? There's literally a box at our door right now that says donations and it's donations for other people, right? It's until, again, until everyone around us has what they need and our kids are responsible for putting toys in there right now. So I think, man, we're going to be just fine and our kids are going to be just fine, even without Awanas and our crowns that get us to heaven and and fear of uh, an an oncoming rapture every New Year's. I think we're going to be just fine. So good, man. Yeah. 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 I think our healing, I'd say healing that we, you know, we're still members of our church, but I'd say, you know, we definitely have had um conversations with people who have left our church and maybe members who are on the fence right and that's you know i think you know for those listeners who aren't like kind of you know super plugged into you know the state of the american church but there is a there's a pretty i think the political racial and the social reckoning intentions 
uh, you know, something that sits right there at that intersection that has been church, right? And, and you know, it's groups of people, right? You know, church is pretty much a hospital, right? So imagine people mm-hmm. bringing all that baggage from all that stuff and trying to like figure out how to do life mm-hmm. together and worship God together. But unless you let go of some of those things on the outside, yeah, church gets pretty ugly and messy. And so, you know, our church, right? I mean, there's, yeah. there, there, you know, there are relationships I've had that, you know, we don't have anymore. You know, there, there are ways that we've been probably um, criticized or critiqued for, you know, speaking our truth. And I yeah. think a part of our, you know, I think probably part of our journey, I'd say, say healing, you know, we, we haven't necessarily left our church, but it's been kind of this question of, okay, well, what is the church, right? What is that period? Like, it's more than just the building, right? I think the church, capital C, I fall in love with that. I fall in love with the idea mm-hmm. of community and service and like, you know, doing for others and generosity and giving. Um, mm-hmm. I've probably fallen a little out of love with church lowercase c in terms of some of the the rules and the people and, yeah. you know, like, you know, I, I, what I found for me is anytime I'm having to pitch for approval, permission or acceptance, Ooh. it's probably not a God ordained moment for me just because yeah. I, I don't like, well, I don't need a human organization to do what God has put on my heart. And it's not saying, Hey, don't have accountability and don't have community. I think God created us for community and the, the church is an essential yep. part of that. Yep. But man, I think it's just that, you know, thoughts aren't truth bec- until truth becomes thoughts. Now, what, what's the truth that we're all operating from here? So I think for us, church is very yeah. much simpler. Um, you know, it's learning how to, instead of, you know, learning how to do church is just being the church, being there yeah. for others, um, you know, being able to, to give and, and, and do some of those things. And so that's where yeah. you find that, you know, the global church is thriving. The two countries where <laughs> church, as you say, attendance is actually, uh, you know, shrinking is yep. it's the U.S. and, you know, it's parts of Europe. So I think for us, it's really been yeah. a much more simpler process. And I think that healing has mm-hmm. happened communally because I think there's a community of people who have that awareness. Some people call it, yeah. hey, I'm deconstructing my faith. Some people call it, hey, like I'm just going back to the basics. But so whatever that journey is for you, I think that's a really yeah. core part of healing is like coming back to just the the truth of what I believe and, and the wholeness yeah. of who I am. Yeah, I, I want to have a positive spin on this too right so i grew up with a really strong faith tradition i grew up in a family that like you we were at church like every time the doors were open and so like i had a really good starting point it wasn't like um having this conversation with you at 41 without any background you know any education in scripture like you know kind of stuff and i don't talk about this often but like man like i'm pretty well versed in the scripture because of my dad, because of my grandfather, right? Because of the background that I came from. And so I think what that gave me was this really good foundation for in the last two years when I've said, Hey, I'm willing to go back and relook at some of the stuff that was quote unquote a fact and see it with new eyes, man, you learn so much, right? You learn so many beautiful new nuanced things that then you add to it and build on. I told a friend of mine the other day, like, I think part of me in the beginning of all this wanted to go back and find the answers and then point my finger at people. Yeah. And what's been <laughs> funny is, is I went back and I found new answers that have just created new questions and I just feel joyful about it. 
I don't feel angry about it, right? Like, I feel like, wow. Like, I literally feel like, wow, about so many things in the scriptures now, um, as opposed to what I thought I was going to feel. It was almost like my way of finding revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, aha, you know, told you so. But instead, I found like this beautiful joy. And I, I wish everybody could go on this journey with us. And what's been really cool is that, some of the paths that we've been down in the last two years, I am now hearing feedback from friends around me that are like, Hey, I just found this out or, Hey, I just discovered this or, Hey, I just listened to this thing and to see their joy and like their, their hearts just like coming alive. It's like, wow, man, I'm so, I'm so glad that I got to kind of either be a catalyst for that for you or like turn you on to that or, you know, inspire or just be a part of life with you as you went through that, you know? Um, I, knowing we were coming into this podcast, I had studied quite a bit about the shrinking of the evangelical church. And that term itself is the part that has really been changing in some of the latest studies. And it is people that no longer want to apply that label to themselves is one of the big ones, you know, where people are saying like, Hey, I'm still a believer in who God is, but I'm not willing to attach to this group and their behavior. And I think, man, that is probably the most significant change. In addition to the fact that yes, it's, it's shrinking and changing in the two areas that you described earlier in the UK, specifically in the Southeast. But one of those big reasons is because it's a group of people that have consistently said, I have the answer. I have the answer. You don't. And it, in the words of Rob Bell, right? Like he views faith as a trampoline where it's like, Hey, come jump with me. Yeah. Right. Like jump with me, (laughs) be a part. Like, again, it's not a square box with sharp edges. And so I went, I went on Amazon and I just, and I just searched, what are the most gifted Christian books? I really wanted to know, like, what are the most oh, gifted Christian I, I books, this. right? Yeah. Especially coming out of a season where we were gifted a lot of books, you know, from Olstein, Christians. Olstein. If you're listening, send Daryl any Joel Olstein, yeah. <laughs> and it will go directly in the box to Goodwill. Thank you. Um, but I promise you, of the 25 top listings, all of them were children's books or books on money. And I think that tells you what you need to know about the American view on faith and Christianity sometimes. Yeah. Right. Like it's either a children's book or it's prosperity. And man, that kind of like summed it all up for me. And so I don't think either of those things are where I'm at today. I don't know about you, but like, it's not, the old Testament is not a children's book. (laughs) Even though we do yeah. teach it to Ellen Easton, right? It's not a children's book. Um, and also, Jesus' teachings are not about prosperity, right? Yeah. Are their behaviors... Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are there truths in the way that God wired the world? There absolutely are. But like, it is not about prosperity. So anyway, I just found that to be like a, a funny nuance. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Reverend so Pastor Calfee. What have you read in this season to help get your faith through this? Wow, a book that rocked me. And I, I've probably mentioned it on this podcast before. It's uh, Irresistible by Andy Stanley. Um, and mm. I've had it before. For me, I'm as guilty. You know, I use books as references 
right? So part of it is yeah. like, hey, I, I'm I'm working on a, a point of view or opinion, or I'm just curious. Um, but yeah, I can be honest. I, I probably do what you described before, where like, hey, I need an answer for something. So hey, here's an answer. Now I've got this knowledge. My knowledge becomes this baton to like beat you into compliance. Because hey, I, I can I can verbalize this opinion. Of course, mm-hmm. God has given me this wisdom. So now you should disagree yeah. with me, right? Um, mm-hmm. Man, it's such a beautiful book of just like breaking down like you know so many people you know walked away from our faith because of an inconsistency in the bible or a contradiction oh, and so true like well no like you know like my birth certificate if it gets you know burned in a fire do i stop existing no like yeah. i am the very proof that i exist right mm. and so just thinking through like the foundations of like and what do you believe and why and you know i think the admission that most of my faith, right? Especially if you've been born in church or born like like, like what we have, churches oftentimes have been like optimized for just like birthing and baptizing people who are already mm-hmm. part of Christian families. And how, how do we turn that outward to like being faith in our community, being yeah. faith yeah. in our companies and in our yeah. organizations? And that's where, you know, most, you know, communities are really lacking. Like people are looking for Jesus. People are looking for answers yeah. in God. And then when you, you know, turn your TV or Twitter, you don't see it there. Right. And so I think for me, you know, irresistible mm-hmm. was just a great, almost like a double down on just, and it's very well uh, researched. Right. So I, I recommend yeah. anybody like get in there, you know, and, you know, learn why you believe what you believe, but then, Hey, what does that mean? And the answer is always love. Like mm. Jesus was fully love and fully truth. He didn't, ever negotiate or compromise one for the other. He was hundred percent both. And I, you know, I, I think for me in this season, it really is like trusting him more means like, you know, just like letting some things go, mm. but you know, it also, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, when Jesus um, at the end of, you know, each gospel, you know, he, he appears to his disciples. Um, but there are times when he appear, he hides his appearance, right? So he's, walking down the road yep. and they don't know it's him. So the disciples yep. are, you know, in every instance, he has to remind his followers, hey, remember what I said? Remember, like, even the people who were closest to him forgot yeah. who he was right after he died. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, this didn't work. I'm going back to fishing. Like, yeah it, it, yeah, it all failed. Right. And I do that. I'm like, yeah, this thing didn't work. It failed. And <laughs> Jesus comes back to me and just says, remember what I told you? Like, and he reveals himself, not, you know, in this great moment, but in this everyday, like, yeah, it's an invitation to just be with him. So that's for me, man, just going back to the basics and getting away from some of the hierarchy and the policies and some of the things that had clouded, I think, a lot of the view of of, of who God is. Well, I've got to be careful here because I was told, and this is a quote, that, uh, Questioning my faith could be dangerous because of my influence. Ooh. So. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, that don't was a question. Yeah. 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 That don't was a quote, right? Don't question. About that. But yeah. some of the things that have really helped me in this season were um, I'm a visual learner, right? So I think that Dallas Jenkins did an amazing job with the chosen. If you haven't got to see the chosen yet, season one, now into season two, man, I hands up. Yeah down one of the best representations of Christ visually I've ever seen. It's a crowdfunded project. I think, don't give me, don't quote me on this, but I think it's probably one of the most successful crowdfunded uh, 
visual projects ever completed. Like it's amazing. So that has been really good for me. Um, I've continued with the divine conspiracy by Dallas Willard. Uh, that book is thick and rich and it takes time to kind of like move through it. But that book has been so good. Unfettered by Mandy Smith. It's about refinding a childlike faith and kind of like un unhitching yourself from like this Western mindset because we forget, right. That like Jesus and his teachings and all of the old Testament yeah. were, were written to an Eastern mindset, right? They, they basically were teaching you how to question things and learn as opposed to giving you the answer, which is a Western mindset. Right. And so like coming back to that gives us a childlike faith again. I thought that that was really beautiful. Um, I've talked about this before a lot, but Bema and the teachings of Marty Solomon yeah, have good. really been helpful and beautiful in this season. Um, Pete Inns has a podcast called the Bible for normal people. It is really good. Now, you know, Pete is satirically funny and dry. And I think you need to know that going into it. So don't like jump into the Bible for normal people thinking like he's being 100% serious. Like a lot of times he's being sarcastic and funny, but you'll understand once you start yeah. listening and it has been beautiful. He's, he's really, really smart. It's been beautiful. Um, and then the Bible project, like Tim and John have done such a good job visually. Again, I'm a visual learner with the Bible project that it's been something I've been able to share with our kids. We've watched that a lot on Sundays and help them kind of like go through some of those things that aren't easy conversations, especially as a parent, you're like, well, I don't know the answer to that. Right. So yeah. I've learned a lot from them. <laughs> um, but yeah, those have been some of the tools for me in these last two years that I've really enjoyed using. That's really good. Yeah. That's helpful. We'll in include those in the show notes. Cause I, I think that'll be a great link uh, to share. Not only as a resource, but you know, just kind of like an easy share for other people who, you know, you, you yeah. want a, a portable, you know, kind of reference for somebody that, that has those questions. And I love what you said, like not shying away from those conversations. Um, you know, me and my wife, she's going to kill me for like bringing this up. Right. But, you know, and especially you grew up, especially black church. Right. You don't I mean, you yeah. know, the preacher, the bishop is the answer and mm -hmm. you don't question. Right. The Bible said and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the simple things about, hey, let's talk about science and uh, yeah. the creation story uh evolution yeah. how did that happen let's talk about yeah. some of these topics where where do dinosaurs come from like, well, uh, you know and it's kind of yeah. like hey there's 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 answers to all those things but like i, I think it sometimes we can have this fear this anxiety that hey if i if yeah. i if i question this i'm questioning my faith and like yeah oh no, god got you like he's yeah he, he he wants you to do that like that it is okay yeah. so I, I think part yeah. of you know the faith journey and the healing journey is asking questions because unless yeah. you can unless you can get beneath the surface yeah and, and diagnose what it is you'll never be able to to recover or re restore it so yeah. no I, I i love the way you're thinking what is jesus specifically your faith in him like asking you to do more of right now oh no i'm about to say um probably goes back to work working like Jesus. And I think for so long for me, right. I get busy at work and I minimize serving. Right. So I got mm. stuff to do proposal mm -hmm. presentation right now. I'm, I'm writing, I'm advising, yeah. um, you know, do, doing some mentorship. So I get so busy at work. I minimize service. And yeah. Jesus, you, you know, you read his stories, biography, right? Like he gets so busy serving that he maximizes his work. Like mm -hmm. it's just a part of who he is. And so for me, like, I think there's kind of this 
it's an invitation, right? It's it's not a it's not a force. It's not you know I'm not being um, you know it's not a draft. It's really like here's an invitation to just be with me and like work like me. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a slower pace for me at least. Um, it's a pace where I don't get all the answers when I get just enough done. Productivity is measured in kind of my attitude and my spirit and kind of mm-hmm. mental state more than like. Yeah how much stuff, you know, literally gets done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's this trust fall that happens because for 20 years, I mean, I've, I've worked, you know, worked my way and never has more effort, more hours, more energy ever led to better outcomes. Yeah, Past a certain yeah, yeah, point yeah. of working, yeah. I'm just spinning my wheels if I'm honest, yeah. right? I, I'm, yeah. I'm doing it just to cover my butt mm-hmm. or to, like, appease yep. somebody who has yep. a pet project, like, yep. It's never, you know, it's never earned more. And yeah. every single opportunity has been, you know, God like opening a door and showing me that, man, yeah. like there's this way of striving and then there's this way of trusting. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's an invitation to trust by like, it's okay being busy, but be busy doing the, the right yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and I think he's just totally press reset, control, alt, delete, reset, hard mm. reset on like, everything I thought I valued and, you know, just showing me, you know, just, just to trust. So it's a yeah. very uh, uncomfortable position, but it, I'm, I'm thankful for it. I think for you, it's a way more sustainable way of life. You were running so yeah. hard for so long and checking yeah. all the boxes oh, yeah. because it's what you had to do, you know, emailing in the middle of the night, you know, responding to tweets in the middle of the night, right? Like building oh, decks that we're never going to see the, daylight you know all that kind of stuff i get stresses you just saying that like makes me stress oh oh, that was me oh Uh, yeah you're right but the truth is and you know this better than anybody so i'm preaching to the choir there are really only three to four hours in a day that you're at your absolute best yeah right so use those to be your best and then be who you need to be for your family after that man and i think this is gonna be a great experiment for you in this season but Man, I hear you. He's just saying, like, "Hey, rest right now." Yeah, you're not you're not valued for who you are. You're valued for who you are, not what you do. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're valued for who you are, not what you do. Simple, right? Yeah, hard to do. Complicated. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff, dude. Yeah, man. That's good. Well, excited, excited about this episode. Uh, We'll include uh, links and show notes to some of the resources, and you know, I think. You know, any questions on healing and wholeness and things, especially, you know, as guys, we don't talk about any of this stuff uh, a lot. We're happy to help and share more. So uh, look out for future episodes. That's right. Love you, buddy. Talk to you soon. man. Have a good one, dude. Hey, guys, this is DC. And this was the Unfollow Podcast. We hope you like what you heard today. And if you didn't, that's okay. There's 100,000 other podcasts you can choose to subscribe to. But if you like this one, do us a favor and subscribe or share it with a friend.